Richmond, the home of Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee brothers. Oh, the panic. No mask? What's the left going to do without mask? They're in complete panic. It's fun to watch. Is it is it wrong to only give interviews to people with the right skin color? Yeah, no, I'm asking the same question. What's the right skin color? It's insane. And is it wrong to allow white-only teachers to meet? That's next. I kid you not. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio, as the founding fathers intended. I'm serious. Jefferson, Madison, George Washington, George Mason, Patrick Henry, be right here. They would love a radio ability to get out their message. Or the Federalist Papers that work kindly that way also. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend, and my dear brother is, uh, is not here. It's just me. You're, you're stuck with just me, Scott Lee, as uh, Richard Lee is um, not feeling well. As, as you have followed the Lee Brothers for 17 years, Richard says it's 18. Actually, he said 19 the other day. Um, you'll find that, um, that you know exactly some of the ins and outs of the Lee Brother family, especially his last probably five to seven years. Richard's health has been has been uh, very difficult, fighting uh, two kinds of cancer, had uh, uh, some amazing um, events in his life, and a uh, bout with pneumonia that has just been brutal. And now he's sick today. So uh, we do what we always do here. We covet your prayers for Richard Lee and the Lee family. Is he, He'll recover. He always does. He's an unbelievable man of impeccable attitude that is, uh, quite frankly, I admire greatly. I don't know how he does it, but I'm a huge fan of his. I trust that you are too. Send your message to patriots at theleebrothers.com and uh, prayers with that. All right, phone lines are open, 804-464-3553, Coming up, Glenn Youngkin is going to join us. Glenn Youngkin. If you haven't heard that name, you've got your head in the sand. Of course, we have a more or less a... Uh, national audience here. Glenn Youngkin is running for Republican governor here in Virginia. And somehow Virginia is like this bellwether state. I can't wait to tell you about that and ask him some questions. That's coming up. And the uh, the candidate for attorney general, Jason Mieres, is, is going to um, join us. And we'll have a conversation with him about the attorney general role. According to Mark Herring, it's a political one. Jason Mieres doesn't think so. We're going to talk to both those gentlemen in the next hour. And, and then coming up, even now, we've, we've got, you see this lightfoot whacked mayor of, of Chicago? Yeah, I'm only going to give interviews to people that match my color. Brown and black, by the way. I, 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 there's so much to that. We'll, we'll break that down. But I think what's more interesting even about that, that's the, that's the adults, right? These are the adults, uh, apparently, in the world that, that we're dealing with. But in our schools... We shouldn't have to deal with race relations or at least bring them out and drag people into them, kicking and screaming. But somehow that's exactly what's going on. We talked a little bit about this last week during our show, and you can find that at mojo50.com, mojo50.com. There are shows are all archived. You can uh, listen at your pleasure. But Thomas Dale High School right here in Richmond, Virginia, has an affinity group. Affinity groups. Well, you know, these are these groups where people of like-minded ideas get together. Well, it turns out it's just not that. It's like same skin color gets together, too. It's preposterous, but that's exactly what we find in um, this high school. Now, I don't understand how this pops up. I I guess 
it's the only thing to talk about. I guess they figured out math, English, science. They're really good at those things. Uh, Their grades are phenomenal. So there's really nothing to argue about except race, right? They don't, they're failing at every single level. There should never be, as my co-host and brother says all the time, the term failing school should never exist. The reason a failing school exists is because government's involved. Imagine if someone came to you and said, um, hey, uh, you can shop in this grocery store. You would say, okay. No, no, you don't understand. You can only shop in this grocery store. What, what are you talking about? You know why there's no, no term failing grocery stores? Because no one goes there. A failing school wouldn't exist because no one would go there. But in the world that we live in, they're forced to go there. I think this is a the civil rights battle of our era. You're stuck in a failing school. You're stuck in Thomasdale High School. You can't take your kid out of there when you learn that there's actually groups for white teachers. The principal, in a first attempt to begin conversations, uh, simply started with... White teachers. Oh, it simply started with what? White teachers. White teachers. Just to form conversations? Are you kidding me? Uh, simply started with white teachers. Just to start conversations. And that's what I've always looked for. I mean, I can't have a conversation if I'm not the only, oh, there's only white people in the room. This is an adult. These people run our schools. Who thinks this way? It's unbelievable. This name, Sonia Smith is her name. She's the president of the Chesterfield Education Association. Anytime you hear those words put together, you have to realize that it's a liberal group completely. Chesterfield. So I, I can't get together with, with other people and feel free to talk. What has happened to our society? Sonia Smith, president of the Chesterfield Education Association, says this is not about excluding any group. But cr- It's not. It's exactly what it is. You just said that the principal said it's for white people only. That's excluding people. But it's not about that. Oh, I see. So we're supposed to look past that? What are they got? Now we, now we come back to segregation, the sign on the water fountain, the sign on the counter. I'm sorry, this is for white teachers only today. This is a legitimate, this is Helmsville High School right here in Chesterfield County, Virginia says this is not about excluding any group, but creating an environment for an open conversation about the best ways to educate the school district's diverse student population. Is that really what's going on here? They want a unique place, a safe place to have a conversation. Does that really work with people? Does the parents send their kid to Thomas Dill High School go, you know what, gosh, I was just thinking, I'm, look, I'm not safe. If I can't talk about race relations in Thomas Dell High School, unless it's all white teachers, how does this pass? How do people not look at this and go, are you kidding me? Is there no one saying this is stupid? It can encourage and foster uh, open and honest dialogue. It can encourage and foster open dialogue. Just so white teachers in the room. Because of those other people, we wouldn't have a natural dialogue. So is there a time coming for black teachers? Oh, yeah, there sure is. How about for others? It's got to be encouraged in a safe place, Scott Lee. This is, this is seriously going on. Now, this woman maintains that they want to have an anti-racist school. This particular group will be for white people. It sounds like if we're going to divide ourselves by the color of our skin instead of the affinities of other things. I don't know, I like you know, Christian affinity or uh, uh, 
you know, sports, some kind of affinity that, that binds people together. Now we're actually going backwards. Our whole society is going the other way. It's not getting better. This is why I don't understand. I just They still have their whiteness. They still have their whiteness. Thank you, Whitney. Um, Oprah went, went free. Still, now, that quote was unbelievable. Now, that's what, this is the one that she could be a teacher at Thomas Dell High School. They still have their whiteness. This is not just at high school. It's going on in our kindergarten classes. It's going on in pre-K. That's why T-Mac for governor in Virginia wants pre-K. He wants to start this, this anti-racist garbage at an early age. Of course, our VCU president said something similar at a graduation. You've experienced one of the most diverse universities in this nation, and we're proud of that. It's by design. By design. We accepted your application to VCU, not because of your credentials or your, your work ethic or your, your, your uh, grades. No. It's by design. We looked at the color of your skin. We wanted our university diverse on purpose, and we planned it that way. Congratulations. Put that on your resume as you send off and go to work. You went to VCU, the most diverse university on purpose. We looked at the color of people's skin. We wanted to know what color they were before they came here because we can't have you going to a school that has all one race regardless of talent or your abilities. We're not going to judge people on how good they are at school. No. We've gone backwards, Re- retreating in the entire concept. And somehow, we are allowing this under the guise of a safe place. What a bunch of wimps. By the way, that's not the only county. Prince William County School has a new equity statement. They got together and voted 7-1 to one for an equity statement. Can't wait to hear that. In 60 seconds, you'll hear it. Phone lines are open, 804-464-3553-464. 3553. The LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. Every Mojo 50 show is available on demand at Mojo50.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use. This system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Richmond's example of radio is the Well, if we don't do something, I guess just abandon them. I'm telling you, you need to abandon the public education system. There's no hope for this. Where's this going? 
equity statements, white teachers only. By the way, their statement on their affinity groups at the Thomasdale High School is healing, deeper learning, and reflection in the affinity groups. But only with white people, they say. Only if there's white people in the group. Or black people. That's coming up next. It's just un- unbelievable. Prince William County put out an equity statement this week. They needed one. This is what I always wonder about these. I mean, doesn't anyone say, why do we need an equity statement? Is it unequal? Is there something going on we need to re- re- remedy? This is, this is the problem with this thing. How come none of the, 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 the uh, past seven to one, by the way, school board, seven to one in favor of a statement. Only one member, Jennifer Wall, actually was against it. The equity statement ri- written by a committee of parents, teachers, and administrators who've been working since 2020 after... Guess what? You know, the, the entire incident that brought us riots over the summer. Now, here's the thing. Prince William County is a majority-minority school division. I love that. Majority-minority. Doesn't make, make the minority now the majority so you don't have to say minority? And what, what would is majority-minority? Won't they just say Prince, uh, Prince William County schools are majority Black and brown, as they say. It's mainly Hispanic and black and Asian. That's not good enough. We need an equity statement. Here's the equity statement for Prince William County. And this, I've got it in my hand, and I want to share it with you. There's some things that are saying neutral. Come on, Scott. Why you get so worked up over this? Because Richard would. If Richard was here, he'd be going crazy and ripping the thing apart and screaming and yelling. So I have to do it on his behalf. <laughs> I love this first one. Prince William County is committed to inclusive practices and equity to promote excellence for all. We weren't before this announcement. Now we are. You know, the the, the whole thing, as a parent, you've got to be frustrated with this. Is there anything that should be left to families raising kids to be moral, productive, and God-fearing? Nothing. The school is now in charge of trying to enhance diversity and make your kids somehow better than you're making them we have failed in our society and our culture families no longer matter churches no longer matter communities no longer matter what matters is a government school a government bureaucrat an educrat that thinks that they know better for your kids so schools now have become not about math science and english history it's become about shaping your kid to fit this cancel culture and everything that they push, including the critical race theory, which is what a lot of this is about. Here's some of the points in Prince William County's school equity statement. Providing all students and staff with access to resources. Okay, I guess I didn't have that before. Very creative of you to come out with this plan. Raising achievement of all students while working to eliminate learning disparities. Now, you might think that's a generic statement, but a learning disparity... Are we not going to have some kids better than others? This is a hidden little gem for the left. We can't have learning disparities. We've always had people learn at different levels. We've had some kids that are valedictorians, others who are not. We've had some people fail at a school. Others have succeeded in it. What's the one factor there that seems to make the difference? It's families, it's parents, moms and dads raising kids to be more productive. And if those things don't exist then we have to address the learning disparities. That doesn't mean make people better. 
Go look at your normal public school. It means bring everyone down, not everyone up. Oh, they'll say, no, we're pushing people up. We have a debate in Virginia whether to get rid of uh, enhanced learning for math. We've had schools get rid of the valedictorians completely. It's not going up. It's going down. Here's another point inside their equity statement. This one was even worse than learning disparities. Assuring that all Prince William County staff members examine and interpret beliefs, implicit and explicit biases, practices that perpetuate systematic racism and discrimination. There it is. I would have objected to this entire piece of garbage equity statement from the beginning. Of course, the assumption there is systematic racism. The, the assumption there is all the white people in school are racist. We have to have a system in place, a statement that we can interpret our beliefs and implicit and explicit bias. Complete gobbledygook garbage. Unbelievable. Goes on to say, recruiting and staff members who reflect the rich diversity of our community. There we go. That's what I was looking for. There it is. It's not just about a, a, a statement of equity. It is now a policy. We will look for people and teachers not based upon their ability to teach and how good they are, but by the color of their skin. Prince William County's new equity statement says that. None of this will make your kids better for math, science, STEM, research. None of that. They won't make them better teachers, better lawyers. None of that is real. None of that, if your kid graduates from Prince William County Schools, this equity statement does nothing for their education. Zero. I guess Prince William County has figured everything out, haven't they? Recruiting and retaining members who look right. (laughs) That's what it should read. If you look the right way, then we're going to hire you. If you have the wrong skin color, we might have to object. It's a goal, you see, to achieve equity and excellence for all students. And then finally, preparing all students to succeed in a multicultural global society by teaching viewpoints of all people. And there is my other point. This is about shaping them as people, not math, not science. This isn't about your family shaping your kids. It's about them facing shaping your kids. Trying to make a case that we know better than you do. And by the way, if we don't tell your kids to be racially sensitive... They won't be. They come out of the womb racist, especially if they're white. That's the premise. I would argue the other way. I'd argue kids naturally, inherently, are far from being racist. They don't even know that there is different races unless they run into a Democrat, an educator in our schools, a teacher to tell them so. Or they go get their first job at either a Panera Bread or a Cava And the opening little video they see talks about explicit racism that they have personally. We've got a problem in our country. And it's actually beginning, not in politics. It's not beginning in our schools. And it's impacting our kids. And it's going to be detrimental to the cause of freedom and liberty. By the way, it doesn't start there. I mean, it doesn't stop there. It actually continues. Virginia has launched nations first. Virginia's number one, not in freedom and liberty like we used to be. We're number one to have the first statewide health equity, get this, assessments. I'll tell you about that in 60 seconds. Scott Lee by himself. Richard Lee is sick, not feeling well. We covet your prayers for him. Phone lines are open, 804-464-3553, 464 
53. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Happily promoting the four F's. Freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo Five O. Hi there. I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found my pills to go. That's mypills, the number two, go.com. Now it's so easy with mypillstogo.com. My daughter takes three pills per day, and she uses it too. Check it out today at mypillstogo.com. That's mypills, the number two, go.com. Mypills, the number two, go.com. A dose guardian company. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. The Lee Brothers. Intelligent, informed conversation with an occasional mispronounced word. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Radio is the founding fathers of Virginia. Envision. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging with the Lee brothers. Richard Lee is sick. He'll be back next week, uh, no doubt about that. But our, we certainly covet your prayers for him. Virginia Citizens Defense League vcdl.org has an outstanding alert that they send out. And if you're not part of this, let me encourage you to be a part of it because when you sign up for their alerts, completely free, vcdl.org, I don't care where you are in the country, you ought to know what's happening in Virginia, but Virginia doesn't just focus on what's happening here in the Commonwealth. It goes national. Here's what the latest Virginia Citizens Defense League alert look like. U.S. Supreme Court ruling protects gun owners from certain limited government seizures. You can click on that. It takes you to the article. Conceal handgun permits and Newport News credited with helping police stop dangerous criminal. Interesting. A lot of the stories we pick up are from VCDL. Talks about the VCDL carry cards, important information for serial uh, numbers on homemade guns, uh, video discussing the Second Amendment, pure, uh, jurisprudence. A lot of things. VCDL.org. VCDL.org. Go there, sign up for their alerts. On our screen, if you're watching live, it says Guns Save Lives on it. VCDL has these cool little stickers, little orange stickers that go around, and it, it's set, you can put them on and say, Guns Save Lives, and, and they do. I don't know if you've heard this story. It's, it's actually incredible, and it goes perfectly with what Virginia Citizens Defense League stands for. An unnamed good guy with a gun put a stop to what had been a horrific killing over the weekend last week. I don't know if you saw this, but... A 26-year-old man was a resident of Fort Smith, Arkansas, apartment complex. He was outside with his rifle screaming for people to come out. Two elderly ladies did. They walked out to comfort him, and he began shooting, and they both ran into their apartments, except one lady didn't close the door behind her, and the guy ran in, chased her down, and shot and killed her. 
one of the neighbors saw this happening, the whole thing, went and got his gun, came back. The guy's still shooting, screaming, and he stops him in his tracks. One neighbor remained unnamed, grabbed his own rifle, and bravely exited his apartment and put a stop to the mayhem, saving unbelievable amount of lives. Now, you don't hear about this. You didn't hear about it. Shot one person. If this guy shot eight, you would have heard about it. The reason he didn't shoot eight is because of a good guy with a gun. Guns save lives. They help people. Oh, but Scott Lee, you missed the entire point. The bad guy had a gun, so he was killing people. That's never going to stop. You're always going to have evil. Evil exists. The question is, how do you stop evil? You have the great politician somewhere try to stop it. That never works. Good guy with a gun. Find out more from those alerts at vcdl.org. vcdl.org. If you are a mayor of one of the top cities in the country, which is, I think, number three, Chicago's number three, and you come out and say, you know what, I'm not so sure, but I'm going to allow it to be interviewed unless you're my color. Seriously? I got the right color to be interviewed now? What is going on in our country? How she get away with this? That and the health equity dashboards here in Virginia and your phone calls, 464-3553, 804 464 3553. LeeBrothers.com. LeeBrothers.com. The most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo 50. You're right. Mojo50.com. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. We built yes, we did. Just at the bottom of the half hour, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers, Virginia citizens and American patriots. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, friend and brother, sitting to my left. Dang it. Wish he was here. My Sometimes my far left is the great Richard Lee, who is uh, not feeling well. He's sick. We cover your prayers. He is... Uh, he just... I, he was here, uh, what, yesterday? Or we, we got together yesterday... Had a great time, perfect health, looked great, sounded great, and then this happens. And this has been a roller coaster for him for, for many, many years. So please pray for Richard Lee as, um, as it is the only two-headed talk show in Richmond. It's hard, hard to do this by yourself. Richard, miss you. Hurry back. Phone lines are open, 804-464-3553, 464-3553. Coming up, Glenn Youngkin, who is the Republican candidate for governor of Virginia will join us at the top of the hour and the attorney general. What a phenomenal ticket. Jason Miarez will be with us also. So we look forward to those two great interviews about the future of the Commonwealth, but actually from a national standpoint, Virginia is critical. It's a, it's a bellwether state. It says a lot about where we might be as a country because it's such a diverse state. And uh, so we look forward to talking to both those gentlemen at the top of the hour. All right, uh, check us out, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Most amazing video there. It's a recruitment video for the Army. But it's not just our Army. It's Russian's Army. And we compared the two recruitment videos. We're in trouble. (laughs) I mean, we've become snowflakes, soft, and wimps. And you go look at this video, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. You won't believe it. It's frustrating. Another video is, what is America's promise? 
Whitlock does a great job on this. Trust me, this is another one. Spend some time at the LeeBrothers.com. You'll like great those. You'll love both those videos. But the one that'll make you just scratch your head is when children are the adults. That video has a ten-year-old boy taking the adults of a school board apart on masks. The LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. I'll try to get to that later in the program. When uh, Mayor Lightfoot came out this week and said, I'm only allowing interviews for black and brown people, the, the, the normal thinking human beings went crazy. They just went crazy with it because it it, it's the exact opposite of what we should be doing. But this Mayor Lightfoot is a little bit of a fruitcake anyway. Today is Chicago Mayor Lightfoot's two-year anniversary in office. To mark that occasion, Lightfoot announced she would only grant one of... I love it. I'll mark the occasion. Here's how I'll mark it. I'll mark it being a, a, a blatant racist. That's how I'll market it. Or, or celebrate my two-year anniversary. Who thinks that way? If this was the other way around, and some white mayor in some big city said, here's I'm going to celebrate. I'm tired of getting all these questions from black people, as, they, as Mayor Lightfoot says. I... I'm only going to have interviews with white. Could you imagine the outrage? And rightfully so, because that guy would be a, a, a racist idiot. She, on the other hand, gets actually defend it. Would only grant one-on-one interviews to black and brown journalists. WGN political reporter Tamon Bradley sat down with her to learn more about that decision. Your office says that you invited black and brown journalists to, to this round of interview. Uh, why? I, I'm happy to vouch for Craig Wall, for Heather Sharon, and others. Well, look, I, I think in this one day, when we are uh, looking at uh, the... Can you imagine having to defend this? I'm sorry, we just keep stopping it. Imagine trying to defend it. Imagine getting the question and having, like, a serious question. Like, the reporter's like, hey, uh, just curious, why only black people? I mean, why wouldn't they be going, what is wrong with you? Instead, she goes, well, let me just explain. I'm perfectly comfortable. I'm perfectly comfortable with only black people around me. That doesn't mean I'm a racist, though. It kind of does. I'm not just, it kind of makes you look awful. One day, when we are uh, looking at uh, the two-year anniversary of my inauguration, as a one of a color, um, as a, a lesbian, it's important to me. And by the way, thank you for noticing. I am so sick of these people looking in the mirror and not seeing a human being that God made in his image. And you are who you are with your actions and your attitude in your life. And only they see color and sexuality. I am so sick of these people who look in the mirror and go, I'm a white man. I'm a heterosexual. Every morning when I look in the mirror, that's what I am. And by the way, I'm going to wear it as a badge of honor on my sleeve. And everywhere I go, I'm going to tell people, I'm a white man. I'm a heterosexual. What is that? Who thinks this way? What kind of warped mind actually begins with that? What kind of warped mind says it's my anniversary of being mayor of Chicago, and I am a black lesbian. <laughs> what? what? Are you kidding me? That's outrageous. And yet somehow it passes a normal conversation. I mean, listen to this conversation. It's as if there's nothing to see here. Anniversary of my inauguration. As a one of a color, um, as a, a lesbian, it's important to me that diversity is put front and center. And she gets to claim diversity by doing that? She gets to claim diversity by being non-diverse? By saying only black and brown people can interview her? And by the way, who wants to know she's a lesbian? Does anyone want to know that? I mean, was there a time when we didn't want to know these things? Wasn't there a time where we didn't care to know? 
Why are we being forced to care about that? Why am I being told she's a lesbian? Who cares? And by the way, if you're so concerned about you being the first black lesbian, then were all the people you interviewed, were they lesbians? That would seem only fair in your warped view of things. I mean, it, what do we do with this as a culture and society other than mock it, impugn it, laugh at it with everything in our being and hope it ends? Continues. If I, as the black woman mayor, the first ever, don't challenge us, the collective us, to do better, um, to really make sure... To do better! They elected you! This is what I don't understand about these people either. You're standing in the position of probably the highest in the city. And you're saying we haven't done enough. Look, at this is terrible. It's like Barack Obama coming out and going, hey, we still got massive race. You're the most powerful man on the planet. For eight years, America voted for you overwhelmingly twice. And somehow America's racist. This woman goes, I'm a black lesbian, and it's not good enough that I'm mayor. This is how they, it's so strange. Challenge us, the collective us, to do better. We got to do better. To really make sure that in every institution, it reflects the diversity and nuance and texture of our city, then shame on me. Shame on you, but not for the reasons you think. Shame on you for being a racist. Shame on you for massively dividing everyone. I, I, the Democratic Party is so whacked right now with this. They're, they're so unhinged. American people look at them and laugh. And then they cry because this is the most divisive kind of conversation. I, I've always said, Richard and I talk about this all the time, race issues do not exist in the real world. They exist in two places, the media and politics. And Lightfoot is an example of this. They want division. They want people divided and angry about other people. Otherwise, Lightfoot would come out and say, look at how great Chicago is. I may not look like you or act like you, but I was voted in this job not because of the color of my skin or who I love. I'm the mayor of Chicago because I have talent and because I'm bringing great things to the city. But that's not what she does. That's not what Democrats do at all. They come to these positions of power and then they look at the people and they go, you suck. You're horrible. You're racist. You're ugly. You're divisive. While they're doing exactly that. I'm only going to get interviews. I'm only going to allow interviews of people that are black and brown. Wow. But, you know, I wish we could say as a society that this is such a small number. I think it kind of is. It's kind of a small number, except why are they always winning in these great big elections? The the Democratic debate, which I happened to watch this week with a barf bucket between us, Richard and I, um, is all about how horrible Virginia is, how racist Virginia is, and how no one can do anything unless we get the right governor to help all these people out here, us helpless serfs and peasants. It's no different. Lightfoot looks at everybody as racist. She wakes up in the morning, looks in the mirror, and goes, I'm a black lesbian, not I'm American. I'm not from Chicago. I don't want to unite people. I want to divide them. This is how the American left is. This has now impacted Little League Baseball. (laughs) You're wondering how he's going to get there. Little League Baseball, Alexandria, Virginia, has been, is now requiring diversity, equity, and inclusion course for their coaches. The president of Little League and Alexandria, Sherry Riley, 
announced the league's partnership with Positive Coaching Alliance. Now, my first reaction is there's a group out there making money off this. I bet this Positive Coaching Alliance went to this Alexandria Little League and said, you got a bunch of racists in your group, and even if you don't, you might get in trouble. Why don't you hire us at $10,000? We'll come in and coach all your, or teach all your coaches. That way you can say you're doing something to combat racism. The course is called Sports Can Battle Racism Workshop. You know, the thing about that, which is ridiculous and makes me so mad, is sports has always been about about just sports, about exceedingly high talent, and that's all you cared about. It was an escape from politics. It was an escape from race. It was an escape from all that crap because no one cared. Can you throw the ball? Can you catch it? Can you hit it? Can you dunk it? Can you do all these things? If you can do those things, you're on my team because I don't care what you look like. Now, there's a group called Sports Can Battle Racism. They already do. Here's the thing. America already does. Unless there's some evidence somewhere that we got a bunch of racists running around teaching little kids, it doesn't happen. By the way, a lot of this used to happen in the old days right there in the community. When you found out your coach was a dirtbag coaching your kids, you know what you did? You got the parents together and go, this guy's a dirtbag, get rid of him. Now, you want a government program. I need a government program to step in and help me because I can't do this on my own. We We have given up everything to the government, which is exactly why the Democratic governor debate was what it is. We can help you with everything. You got a race problem? Elect T-Mac. Uh, if you've got a bigger race problem, elect Jennifer McClellan because she, she's the one that sees color more than T-Mac. It's just preposterous. Now Alexandria, Virginia, which, by the way, is a, it's, it's like the starting point for the radical left. This place is a great little village. It's kind of fun to go to. And then, of course, it's just radically out of control leftists so they're going to have their coaches take this course by zoom and they're going to be uh lectured on institutional racism there you go it's a good start right all right coming up covid the covid crybabies you got to wear a mask forever if you're not going to wear a mask forever we got a problem because it is about power not about health the leebrothers.com the leebrothers.com Every Mojo Five O show is available on demand at mojo50.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use, this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Richmond's example of radio as the founding fathers intended, the Lee Brothers. 
Virginia citizens and American patriots. Outside the Capitol. How serious this is in Virginia. The capital of the Commonwealth. So something's happening in our culture. I don't know if you've seen this. It's uh, Why is it? Why are we being pushed so hard to get vaccinated? Oh, Scott Lee, that's an easy one. Stop it. Well, let me, let me rephrase it. Why are there people who aren't lining up to take it? Because that's why we have free hot dogs if you get a vaccination. That's why we have states producing lotteries. When you get a vaccination, you go in a lottery and you can win $2 million. Why, we wouldn't be doing that if people wanted to get vaccinated. So there's this riff between those who, look, I'm not going to get vaccinated. I don't want to get vaccinated. It's really not, I don't see the risk. Why would I want to take a vaccination if I really don't see It's not that I'm against vaccinations. It's just that I don't want to go get in line to get one when I really don't feel at risk. In fact, my parents have, uh, they've got both the vaccinations, so I'm really not worried about but I have government screaming in my face that I've got to get one. And not only do I get one, I can't even go to a baseball game unless I show my vaccination card. Why? Have you noticed who's pushing it? It's like everything that we were told not to trust is pushing us to get the vaccinations. Government, some elite alphabet soup, somewhere agency in America telling us you have to get vaccinated. Every ad is get vaccinated to help people. I just wonder this, why are the people who are vaccinated so eager to get other people vaccinated? Doesn't the vaccination work? Is it just like, I did it, so you have to, and I'm going to force you to? Well, that's what happened in the Democratic governor debate this week. Chuck Todd, who is Rachel Madcow's twin. I don't know if you noticed, these two act the exact same, they look the exact same. They're both radical leftists. Chuck Todd asked all the Democrats running for governor, don't you think we should ask people for their vaccination cards at places of business? Don't you think businesses should only let people in that are vaccinated? You believe that question? I, I would hope that the Republicans would hear this question coming and saying, oh, hell no. <laughs> I mean, no, we're not going to force people to get back. This isn't polio. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, but here's how TMAC answered it. And I think businesses should require to see vaccination cards. Our goal should be to I believe that. I think companies should do that. I think they should force you to have a vaccination card. Wow. We are, I'm, I'm telling you, we're going down a, a real difficult path because we now said if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Now they're concerned. How are we going to know the difference? This is a, a, a path to destruction for so many things. T-Mac's excited. You see, if he's in power, he would probably have some kind of state law, don't you think, after that statement? Vaccination cards. Our goal should be to have every individual in America, specifically here we want them in Virginia, for everybody uh, to get the vaccination. we got to make sure that everybody is safe, and that is the key goal for all of us. But we need everybody vaccinated. Why? Yesterday was Vaccinate Virginia Day. Now that those older, over the age of 12, they can now get their uh, one vaccination, any one of the three they can get. So let's go ahead. Let's get everybody vaccinated. And I'm all for businesses. If you want to come into my business establishment, 
I want to see a vaccination because I want to keep my customers safe. Absolutely. Isn't that interesting how they frame that? The left, again, is winning the argument by framing it. I want to keep people safe. You don't, Scott Lee, because you don't think people should be forced to be vaccinated. Actually, it's not true at all. That's why I don't understand why the vaccinated are worried about the unvaccinated. Why is Terry McAuliffe so worried about the unvaccinated if he's vaccinated? There's something more at work here. This is more about power. And if you don't think T-Mac is playing his hand here and showing you his hand, you're wrong. He has every intention of forcing this, even through a government mandate. So, I mean, that's... Nobody ever said life with me was going to be easy. <laughs> well, that's a good point. We didn't realize that until the end here. Here's Rachel Madcow's reaction to the mass this week. This is, this is unbelievable that some human being actually thinks this way. And this tells you how far we've come. This has nothing to do with health. It's about politics. Part of it is that I feel like I'm going to have to rewire myself so that when I see somebody out in the world who's not wearing a mask, I don't instantly think you are a threat. <laughs> really? I, I, I never had that reaction. Not a single time. What happened between a Rachel Madcow or Rachel Maddow and a Scott Lee? What, what's the difference there? Why would Rachel look at someone as a threat? Why wouldn't I look at someone as a threat? Because it's about politics. It's not about health. We, and I, we've said this since the beginning, the Lee brothers. We have turned human beings into viruses that everyone is a threat to you. And the left thinks in the community state that it's all about everyone's a threat, therefore government must force that. But this is how she thinks. It's whacked. <laughs> or you are selfish, or you are a COVID denier, and you definitely haven't been vaccinated. See, there you go. I never looked at anyone who didn't wear a mask because you're selfish. In fact, I never looked at anyone who had a mask on and said, you're selfish. I've never done that. So isn't that strange? You are being selfish. Yeah, where did this term come from? Also, we got Ralph Norman, the biggest leftist on the planet, as our governor, saying selfish. And we got the other leftist on MSNBC who says she looks at people without masks as selfish. That's a talking point for the liberals to go around the country. I mean, we're going to have to rewire the way that we look at no, each we're not. other. You are. Because the CDC's guidance, which she just told me, we are sure, is that if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask except in very specific circumstances. And so that means as we change that as a country, we are going to look at each other differently and have to unwire our preconceptions about what a mask or a lack of a mask means. President Biden spoke to that a little bit today, asking for people to. President Biden actually and Dr. Fauci both spoke to that today. It's, I, I can't deal with her. Only she has a problem. They should pray for her. I mean, she has that kind of pent-up anger against people. that Everyone she sees without a mask is evil, selfish, a virus that could kill someone. First of all, the premise is masks work. They do not. Masks don't work. We see every bit of evidence they don't work. Go look around when you're around people with masks and tell me they're working. <laughs> I mean, look how people use their masks. They're touching them. They're moving them. They're throwing them on the ground. They're pulling them off their nose. This is, this is theater. There's no battle about that. Total theater. Um, I have had COVID and I've been vaccinated and I wear a mask. I wear masks to make other people feel safer. That was Tim Kaine. I'm making not for any, not for science. Make people feel safer. Here's um, here is Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago. Here's her point on masks. Um, I know for me personally, I'm going to continue to wear a mask in public, and I'm going to encourage others to do so. Um, We've got to make sure uh, that people are continuing to follow the public health guidance that has gotten us this far. Gotten us this far. It's all a lie. It's a con. It's ridiculous. 
All right, due to time, check out the LeeBrothers.com. You'll see the video of this 10-year-old boy just tearing apart the school board on masks. It's funny how the children are the adults. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. Happily promoting the four Fs, freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo Five O. Hi there, I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found my pills to go. That's mypills, the number two, go.com. Now it's so easy with mypillstogo.com. My daughter takes three pills per day, and she uses it too. Check it out today at mypillstogo.com. That's mypills, the number two, go. Dot com. My pills, the number two, go.com. A dose guardian company. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. The Lee Brothers. Intelligent, informed conversation with an occasional mispronounced word. So we have a pipeline, too. We've got 300 miles of a natural gas pipeline coming through Virginia, through West Virginia, and it's a big issue. Everyone's talking about it. Even the Democrat politicians, no pipeline! In West Virginia, we had a Tuesday, one of the protesters was arrested after blockading a path to the Mountain Valley Pipeline worksite, according to the state police. This is actually a pretty hilarious story. Cindy Brown, 28, of Whitesville, was found attached to the interior of a disabled a Zuzu rodeo attached to the interior. Must have buckled herself into that thing, not getting out, no way. Trying to block the road. They, they had flat tires and was painted with the slogan, Who Killed the World on it? <laughs> Who killed? Is the world dead? Looks fine to me. By the way, we're the cleanest we've ever been in the history of the planet. And America which includes West Virginia and parts of Virginia where the pipeline's coming through, is the cleanest in the whole world. America is the role model. You leftist, malcontents, tree-hugging nature Nazis, go somewhere else. Don't protest here. Go protest the Russian pipeline that your president just approved in Russia. How about that? You disable our pipelines, you, you, you block a with an Isuzu rodeo in the way and strap yourself inside with what happened to the planet, that's the wrong place to have this conversation. Go have it in Russia or at least send Joe Biden a note. You canceled the pipeline here. How about not funding the one in Russia, which you just okayed? The, one of the group protesters said, often when we, we people who fight the world ahead, we talk about it in terms of coming apocalyptics and catastrophic climate change. But who did kill the world is the question. World's fine. By the way, if the world dies, it's because we had less capitalism, less free markets, less America. 
If it dies, it's because of China and the six cesspool rivers that dump all the trash in the ocean. We have nothing to do with America. Pick your battles. It's not here in America. Coming up, Glenn Youngkin is running for governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia. And he's going to join the Lee brothers. That is next in your phone calls, 804-464-3553. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee brothers. Are you kidding? The Democratic uh, Attorney General debate hits herring on blackface, Apollo. It's actually quite funny. We're going to share some of that with you. Even talk to Jason Mieres. He'll give us an update. What is a hate crime? Can we punish thought? I'm just wondering. If we can punish thought, it would be a different game, wouldn't it? That's coming up. And Virginia, ground central and a bellwether for the governor's race. We'll ask Glenn Youngkin. That is next. Virginia citizens and American patriots radio as the founding fathers intended. And the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. My name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee is my co-host, my friend and my brother, who's not here. He is sick, and um, he'll be back next week. Continue to pray for him as uh, he's had some health issues over the years, as you know, because you've listened to us for over 18 years outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. I know he's sick because uh, we have a very special guest, somebody that we're glad to have with us and um, super glad to have him here because this is going to change the country. Is it Scott? Is it that big a deal? Well, it might be because I'm going to tell you, um, I think Virginia is an interesting place uh, that is going to be the start of freedom and liberty and it's going to start again in November. Joining me right now is the Republican candidate for governor, Glenn Youngkin, sir. Good afternoon, Scott. It's great to be with you, and uh, I'll add Richard to my prayer list. I hope he's going to feel better soon. Well, thank you, sir. I, I, uh, hey, it's good to talk with you again since the middle resolution um, group that we met. And um, other than uh, being impressed that you're six foot five and quite a bit taller than me, you had a firm handshake, and I appreciate uh, your cause for freedom and liberty. So are you doing okay out there? Yeah, we're doing great. You know, coming out of the convention win, we've got an amazing amount of – of uh, momentum. And what's been most encouraging is that the Republican Party just came together all at one time and decided that, yes, uh, an outsider like me, who is not, I'm not a politician, as you know, Scott, and, and I've never run for office before. I had a 30 year business career and I got up from my desk and I left my job last summer because I was so upset with what was happening uh, right. in this great Commonwealth. And here we are running for governor and and uh, Republicans came together during this convention and said, yeah, we want to go win. And uh, the momentum has been great. Well, I know that the, the, the team's united. I mean, the, 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 probably more so than I can remember in the last 10, 12 years since we've been fighting for the governor mansion. Uh, and that's encouraging. And it's also, I guess, united the left. They're already attacking you. Here's what, um, here's what Terry McCullough said this week in his debate about you. Here it is. The Republicans have just nominated an extreme right-wing billionaire to be their nominee. There you go. That's the attack on you. Right-wing billionaire. 
I bet there'll be ads all over against you for that one. <laughs> what I'm amazed by is, first of all, um, the truth never gets in front of anything that Terry ever says. Uh, and it's just amazing to me. Uh, but second of all, that the re- recognition that how far left the Terry McAuliffe and the left liberals have moved has absolutely um, created this Virginia versus Terry moment. And Virginians are coming together, Republicans, independents, and Democrats. And I've heard it all over the Commonwealth telling me over and over again, Glenn, we cannot afford a third term of the McAuliffe Northam administration. And we have independents and Democrats that are firmly behind our campaign now. And that is just the most uh, encouraging moment. And you know, even the Washington Post this week <laughs> yeah. uh, said that, uh, that, that I had a surprisingly good chance of winning. Yeah, I'm looking and, at the article. So this is, this is what's at this is what's at stake, and I think Scott, your comment earlier about the fact that this has got a national spotlight on it because we're about to make a statement in Virginia this year, and and I can't wait to go serve all Virginians. Yeah, and I think this is the, the the question I want to ask you too about the importance of Virginia. You know, Virginia was the start of the country. Um, you know, we're the mother of presidents still, and we have penned some of the most amazing documents of religious freedom and liberty ever produced on the planet Earth. The governor of Virginia is an important one. I think this race can be a real bellwether. That's why you're getting so much press. I saw you on Fox News the other day, and you've been everywhere. Do you agree with that premise? I do. I do. And, and there's, there's not only the future of Virginia at stake, which is why I'm in this race and why I'm giving it everything we've got, but we also have a moment where this, this cultural war um, and this philosophical battle that is waging um, is is all of a sudden in Virginia, and there's a moment for us to make a statement. Yeah. And again, it's not Republicans versus Democrats. It absolutely is the left liberal uh, leads who are coming over and saying, we want to do all these things like take away right to work and impose unions on businesses across Virginia and force every worker in Virginia to pay Terry McAuliffe's union boss friends a portion of their paycheck. And it's absolutely forcing our children to actually learn uh, critical race theory in schools, which is teaching them what to think as opposed to how to think, or it's taking away qualified immunity from our law enforcement heroes. I mean, they are on the wrong side of every issue. And Virginians you know, across the spectrum recognize this. And this is what's at stake. And then on top of that, the, the message that's about to be sent uh, this November uh, across Virginia, but across the country, is that, uh, that Virginians and Americans are saying no. This is not what we want, and get ready, 2022, because there's a big shift coming in our in our elections, and and Washington better pay attention. Well, you know, we talked about this during the middle res- middle resolution endorsement of you. By the way, middleresolution.org, you can watch those interviews that we did. Learn more about Glenn Youngkin and the rest of the reigning ticket. By the way, Winsome Sears and Jason uh, Mayores. Um, the 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 question I had for you, even in that uh, interview, was winning the general election. The, you know, we always, we look at Virginia and went, man, it's Northern Virginia. It's like, for some reason, they can't get past anything that has a Republican beside their name. How do you, how are you going to ba- battle that, Glenn Youngkin? Can you go and spend 24-7 in Northern Virginia? I mean, that seems to be the thing that always turns the state. Well, I, I think there's a lot of great wins that are back right now. Um, the first is we have a great ticket. And as you just mentioned, with, uh, with Winsom and Jason, I mean, we have the most diverse ticket that the Republican Party has ever had. And, oh, by the way, we're going to be a lot more diverse than the, than the Democrats are going to be. And there's a, there's a political outsider, me, running for governor, and, and, uh, and the ticket just represents Virginia. And that's so exciting. And then on top of that, the, the, the kitchen table issues today, 
The issues of getting this economy open, creating jobs, getting our cost of living down, getting our schools moving so that, in fact, there's there's uh, school choice in our schools. And we're going to teach accelerated math and not make our children get into the slow lane, but keep them all in the fast lane. And oh, by the way, invest in police so that we have community safety at the top of the agenda. These issues are universal issues across Virginia. Northern Virginia families, yeah. Richmond families, Hampton Roads families, Southside families, all through Roanoke and down to Southwest Virginia. And so the best thing that we have going for us now is, is that, in fact, we're on, the, we're on the correct side of all of these most important issues, and Northern Virginia families know it. They do. And so we are already reaching into the minority community in a big way. We've had coalitions going from the very beginning. We've had coalitions into women's groups all across Virginia, but particularly in Northern Virginia. My lovely wife, uh, Suzanne, is leading uh, Women for Glenn. And we see huge support in Northern Virginia as well. And so this is going to be a different kind of campaign than any Republican governor has been been running in the last 10 years, because we, in fact, are are speaking to communities that may not have voted Republican, but we are growing the party. Yeah. This is about addition and multiplication and not about subtraction and division. That's why we're going to win this year. No, I like that line. I actually like the line, Kipple, kitchen table issues. And I, I actually would take it one step further and call it kitchen table conservatism. And, and just a quick little bite. I know, and people were to hear this interview, and it would, actually it's, it's heard nationwide on mojo50.com. That, can you explain just real quickly kind of the conservative philosophy for maybe somebody's listening going, I don't know about a Republican. I don't know about Glenn Youngkin. Explain your conservative principles quickly, if you, if you can. Yeah, I, I, it's very straightforward. And I just, it's Glenn Youngkin's philosophy. I believe that we should have small government, not big government, lower taxes and lower regulations to allow businesses to thrive. And we've seen what, what high, tax, high tax regimes and high regulation regimes do to business, and it stifles it. We believe that, in fact, the schools should have competition. Yep. And so charter schools and school choice should be at the heart of our school philosophy, not centralized teacher union run schools that actually force families to work for the schools as opposed to the schools working for families. I believe, we believe that, in fact, the right way to, uh, to have economic success is absolutely by going through the private sector as opposed to big government. We should invest in our community safety through, through our law enforcement as opposed to defund them. Um, and then finally, we absolutely believe that constitutional rights are there for a reason, to, to actually be protected, to protect us. Um, this is really straightforward stuff. And, I, you know, your, your earlier comments when we started, this is at the foundation of America. Yeah. And Virginia, Virginia was at the heart of that. You know, let's just remember, Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. That's right. George Mason, George, George Mason wrote our Bill of Rights that Patrick Henry stood up and said, we will not ratify the Constitution written by James Madison. That's without right. a bill of rights. Yeah. And, and it all started right here in Virginia. And that's why I'm so excited that Virginia was going to make such a statement this year about not just the future of this great commonwealth, but also our country. Man, very well said, uh, Glenn Youngkin. Very well pointed. But can the Lee brothers be in your cabinet? Would you consider, do we need to send you a resume? How does that work? <laughs> all right. Well, you know, first of all, I just want to, you know, the stand, the standard's going to be high because we're going to, we're going to attract we're going to attract the very best men and women oh, across this Commonwealth to come work with me. However, we're thinking about establishing a new a new secretary position for talk radio. Boom. And now there's been a there's been a lot of applications, a lot of applications already. And oh, by the way, there's only there's only one 
secretary position, and so the Lee brothers are going to have to decide who's going to apply, but oh. I look forward to getting your resume. We, we, <laughs> you did very good with that. By the way, we double-team everything, so we could always take one position and turn it into two. I, I, on, on a parting <laughs> note, real quick, I, just, I want to recommend an amazing book to you called True Reagan, and I read this book. I just finished reading it recently by James Rosebush, who was his um, deputy assistant to the president. The reason I recommend this book to you because I saw so many things about Reagan in you. And if you read this book, I think it would be amazing. I don't know if you read it or not, but if uh, certainly have not, I recommend it highly. I think you get a lot out of it, especially as you run for governor here in Virginia. That's my little side note for you. Take it for what it, what you think. Well, thank well, <laughs> Scott. Thank you. Thank thank you for that. And I'm humbled by those comments. I I am incredibly encouraged to go serve Virginia. I'm I'm ready to lead, and the momentum is really really palpable. I mean, we had a huge event last night in in uh, in Fairfax County in Clifton to launch the campaign of Harold Pion running for the uh, 40th district uh, delegate seat. Right. And usually, usually these are kind of small gatherings, 50 or 75 people. We had over 300 people there. They were climate. I mean, literally the building was bursting and the enthusiasm and energy was just so amazing. And everybody looked at me and said, Glenn, we haven't seen this before. And I said, there's something special happening. It's bigger than us. There's something special happening. And Virginians are ready to take back Virginia from the left liberal leadership we've seen from, and get her out of the ditch that they put her in and put her back where she belongs as the best state in America to live and work and raise a family. And I cannot wait to go work for all Virginians as the next governor. God bless you. Hey, look, stand firm. The darts and the arrows are coming. And uh, if you need us, we, we got your back. Thanks, Glenn. Good talking to you. Scott, thank you. Have a blessed afternoon. Yeah, you too. That's Glenn Youngkin. He is the uh, candidate for Republican governor here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And if Richard was here, he'd say a truly great American. All right, coming up. You want to hear a contrast to that? How about the Democratic debate in those clips? Let's puke together. That is next. LeeBrothers.com and LeeBrothers.com. Every Mojo Five O show is available on demand at Mojo50.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use. This system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into labeled packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Richmond's example of radio as the founding fathers intended. Glenn Youngkin for governor in the Commonwealth of Virginia. If you noticed, he said something as he got off there about the importance of the 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 history of Virginia and what it means for our country. Mentioned George Mason and 
Patrick Henry, Thomas Jefferson, who penned the Declaration of Independence, which, by the way, the original draft had a, a total trashing of slavery and how bad it was. It was the worst thing on human beings, and Jefferson wrote that. He also put two proposals in the House of Delegates to eliminate it. But the thing he said that was interesting is Patrick Henry objected to James Madison's Constitution. People don't know why. Why did he do that? Because Patrick Henry was worried about a powerful government that would soon overpress and overtake us, and he didn't feel like the existing Constitution protected those rights. Madison argued against him and said, wait a minute, it's enumerated. There's enumerated powers in the Constitution. Don't worry about it. But he did promise Patrick Henry a Bill of Rights, and that's why we have what we have, which is incredible. And you imagine not enshrining the Second Amendment? you imagine not having that actually written in the Constitution? Without Patrick Henry and others, it wouldn't have been? You, and the reason Madison didn't want a Bill of Rights is because if you, if you codify some, which means you limit them. And Madison was arguing that the rights are unlimited, so if I put down 10, then now you get is 10. That doesn't seem fair. But it's exactly what needed to happen. And it's a good thing. Now, take the contrast of a Glenn Youngkin who argued for less government, less regulation, more freedom and liberty, and compare that to the Democratic debate that we heard this week, where you had TMAC come out and say all kinds of stupid stuff. One of them was this. I will get everybody Wi-Fi. I will get everyone Wi-Fi. I, last I checked, that's not the role of the governor. I, I, I really don't think it is. I mean, I think people are responsible. I will get everybody Wi-Fi. That's a great line. We'll, we'll use that one coming. But I will get everyone Wi-Fi? I mean, even if you think that's a great idea, that everyone ought to have Wi-Fi, which I do, I think Wi-Fi is great, but why doesn't everyone have Wi-Fi? Does TMAC even sit back and go, that's a good question. Why, why don't they? Is it because some evil corporation somewhere said no? It's because they live on the edge of the moon. Most people who don't have Wi-Fi are living in a place it doesn't exist. So that's the fault of who? So we're going to have government step in at taxpayer funding and, and drag it out there? There's a reason it's not there is because the companies aren't profitable bringing it there. But is that the role of government? Jennifer McClellan at the debate even added more to this. Here's what she said. I believe in the power of state government and the Democratic Party to... I believe in the power of state government... And the Democratic Party, which, by the way, are one and the same. I believe in the power of state government. Imagine a politician saying something like that. In the old days, that was an anthem. You would have said, you're not getting elected. Forget it. No one wants belief in government. That's what these liberals are. They believe in government. I believe in the power of state government and the Democratic Party to affect change that solves people's problems and improves their lives. I want a government that solves people's problems. I'm tired of the problems in America. I'm tired of people having problems. Is there a way we could have a, a government that prevents problems? If there's one, will you tell me where that is? I'd love that utopia because it doesn't exist on earth. Would you rather have a fake promise of a utopia that is not available to you, which is what the left sells, or a Glenn Youngkin who says, look, I'm going to unleash the ability for you to succeed. I'm going to remove taxation, litigation, I'm going to remove uh, barriers to starting a business. What do you rather have? A government that promises everything that then can take it away? Jefferson was right. This government that gives you everything can then take it away. Is that what you want? Be very careful of a government that tries to say they'll give you everything. Now, this has already happened. We're already in this mode. We can't wait for government to fix Wi-Fi. We can't wait for government to be 
something we trust in, like Jennifer McClellan says. TMAC even took it further in the debate. So I've long argued we need to have paid sick pay, we need to have paid hazard pay, and we need paid family. Sick, wait a minute. Paid family leave, paid hazard pay. So who's going to enforce that? TMAC is going to go to every company in Virginia and say, you got to pay when they're not here. They're taking their dog to the hospital. You got to pay them anyway. When, they're, when they got sick leave, you got to pay them anyway. Now you got to pay them hazard pay. What do you mean hazard pay? Well, they're working here. They could get COVID. What? He continues. Medical leave is at critical what we need to do here in the Commonwealth of Virginia on health care. We still have 700,000 Virginians without access to health care, including 100,000 children. So I don't believe that for a second. There's no way that's true. But again, there's nothing government can't do. Government can fix and do everything. That's your difference. TMAC sees you as a surf and peasant. Pat you on the head, calls you cute, and tells you to trust him. Glenn Youngkin comes by, grabs you in the shoulders, looks you in the eye, and says, you can do this, and I'm going to get out of your way and let you do it. Raise your kids, be moral, productive, and God-fearing, and make it work. I can't promise you utopia. I can't take from your neighbor to give you things that you would never ask your neighbor for. You would never go to your neighbor, knock on the door, and go pay for my health care. But you would vote for someone who will. Glenn Youngkin knows that. Of course, once you get people in the government program, once you get people believing, as Jennifer McClellan says, in government. I believe in the power of state government. Once you get people believing that, you have a lifetime voter. And that's the plan. Your phone calls next, 804-464-3553, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Happily promoting the four Fs, freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo Five O. Hi there, I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found my pills to go. That's my pills, the number two, go.com. Now it's so easy with mypillstogo.com. My daughter takes three pills per day and she uses it too. Check it out today at mypillstogo.com. That's my pills, the number two, go.com. My pills, the number two, go.com. A dose guardian company. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. The Lee Brothers, intelligent, informed conversation with an occasional mispronounced word. You have a choice. Oh, you have a choice in November. You can vote for more governor or less. Do you remember this line from Reagan? In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem Government is the problem. Unless you're a Democrat running for governor. Then the answer is government. Of course, if you start with the premise, the premise is this. Virginia can't do it without me. Then you have to vote for TMAC. 
and any other nominee who's going to come out of this. T-Mac had an opening comment in the debate this week. Here's his opening comment, his opening line. This is what he said. The Republicans have just nominated an extreme right-wing billionaire to be their nominee. And he has pledged to spend $75 million of his own money. And what did this billionaire do right before his nomination? He campaigned all over Virginia with Senator Ted Cruz. Oh, no. Who was his first endorsement after he was nominated? Donald J. Trump. In the first rally he gave after his nomination, he came out to eliminate abortion in Virginia and to put more guns on the street. (laughs) We've lived through an experiment at the White House with a right-wing billionaire. We've seen the damage that has been done to our country. We cannot let Glenn Youngkin do to Virginia what Donald Trump did to our country. What? Give it uh, a surplus of uh, incredible cash inflow. And in case you don't know that, Trump's tax cuts created more revenue to the federal treasury than, than uh, it ever had. Of course, you may not have known that or heard that. Trump's policies were never the problem with Trump. They're actually quite popular. The problem with Trump was Trump. People didn't like Trump. Glenn Youngkin isn't Trump. And when Glenn Youngkin finally got the nominee, of course Trump endorsed him. He's the Republican nominee for governor in Virginia. You think Trump wouldn't endorse him? I don't think this is a winning conversation to have. T-Mac does. T-Mac also thinks that he's going to win because he has the black support. I think this is unbelievable. Think of this. What is a policy that's color? What's a black policy that T-Mac would put in place? But I'm here because the leadership of the Black Caucus of Virginia came to me and said, Terry, no one leaned in more for the black and brown community that you did. What does that mean? Did he impose black policy? What's a black policy? Is there a white policy? Is there other policies that impact color or skin? Give me a black policy that makes T-Mac your next governor. I find this insulting. And if you're a black Virginian, you should be assaulted by it. What does that mean? Is there a special rule, law, bill for me? Because the color of my skin, if there is, isn't that racist by definition? Just curious, isn't it? Sounds interesting. All right, that wasn't the only debate. There was an attorney general debate for the Democrats. I can't wait to share that with you. And next, the Republican attorney general wants to be Jason Mieres. That is next in your phone calls, 804-464-3553, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Mojo50.com. We built this city. We did. We built this city on rock and roll. Built this city. Only way to do it. We built this city on rock and roll. Just at the bottom of the half hour, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is uh, Richard Lee. Richard is, uh, Richard's sick. He's been battling, uh, well, cancer and a bunch of other things. He's an amazing human being, and he's done quite well, actually, if you, if you haven't been paying attention over the 17 years here on the uh, radio here in Richmond. But uh, he'll be back. Appreciate your prayers. We, in fact, we covet them. Hey, check us out real quick, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. There are two great videos there. Three, in fact. One is that when children or the adults, this 10-year-old little boy is arguing with the school board about masks, he's smarter than the adults, and the new Army uh, recruitment ad versus the Russian recruitment ad. 
you got to see this, the LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. There's an election in November. You just heard our interview with Glenn Youngkin, who is running for governor. And I had the pleasure of meeting him at the middleresolution.org endorsements. It was fun doing so. I also met another gentleman running for attorney general. He, too, got the nomination. And he is running for the attorney general of the Commonwealth of Virginia. It just sounds so good. By the way, so did his name, which I'm a huge fan of. Jason Miares joins us right now. Hey, Jason. Hey, good to join you again. How's everything going? Good, man. I'm uh, I'm encouraged about your uh, nomination and, and congratulations. I'm excited about it. And uh, you you have um, you've been busy. I think the ticket's phenomenal. I guess you would agree with me on that, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the ticket is is fantastic. It, it does represent Virginia, but uh, the, just the great running mates and Winsome. You know, she is such a dynamic. Uh, personal story as well. I mean, her her father came from Jamaica with I think a dollar twenty five in his pocket, and then you know Yumpkin is a real visionary. He, he is an impressive guy. I think he's somebody we need. As, as Glenn told me, he likes to take things that are broken and fix them, and that's uh, so what he's done in business, and that's what he's going to do. Hopefully, as our next governor. So it's the most enthusiastic I have seen. Uh, both our party and so many different Virginians have. Um, really since 2009 yeah. and uh it does feel like that in a little way it does. in a lot of ways actually so yeah. we're we're excited we're we're off and running to the races i'll be uh we'll, we'll look forward to seeing i'll be some of the ticket next week and uh, we really are a team and look forward to, to running together okay so i one thing i enjoyed about meeting you and talking with you and and i want our listeners to hear this and it's nationwide uh, we can be heard nationwide jason miarez your background is it's quite, it's quite amazing. Would you, would you recap that for our listeners? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you, if you know me, uh, obviously I, I serve the state legislature now for Virginia Beach. I'm a former prosecutor, but I think it's important people know where I want to go as attorney general. It's important to know where I came from. And uh, I, I often say that my story doesn't begin in Virginia Beach, Virginia. It actually begins in Havana, Cuba. Uh, when a scared 19-year-old girl got on an airplane uh, penniless and homeless and not knowing where our next meal is going to come from. And that was my mother, Miriam Yarez. And so, you know, when you live under, uh, under the roof of somebody that has experienced five plus years of uh, Castro's quote, socialist paradise, uh, socialism is not just a theory. It's not just something I've read in a textbook. The impact of it's literally in my DNA. And uh, the stories that were shared with me were stories that I'd known uh, since my earliest memories of what it is to live in a society where government literally controls every single dictate of your life. And that's part of the reason why I've had such a great reverence for our country is it's, we have the first written constitution that empowers the individual instead of government. But my mother fled Cuba in uh, the fall of 1965, leaving a country with no consent of the governed. And almost 50 years to the day that she left Cuba, Uh, In the fall of 2015, she was able to walk into a voting booth and vote for her son to represent her in the oldest democracy in the Western Hemisphere, the Virginia House of Delegates. So uh, that's what I call the American miracle. Uh, It is a unique and it is a miracle. Uh, I don't take that word lightly, uh, but it is a miracle what our country is, uh, both in our founding and our founding documents, but also. It has empowered individuals to live their lives to the best of their ability, to their God-given ability. And it's amazing when you unleash human ingenuity. It's amazing when you take away the roadblocks to success, uh, whether it's uh, some autocratic regime that's trying to dictate how you get to worship God or run your business or live your life. 
it's amazing when you unleash human ingenuity, ingenuity, what comes of it. And we have created more wealth and more prosperity for more people uh, than any country in the history of the world. Right. And one of my frustrations right now, if you turn on the news, is you never hear that. You never see that. Instead, you hear about America being some type of hellish wasteland of, of oppression. The reality is, you know, my mother got off that plane. She fled Cuba, went to Spain, and then immigrated to the United States. But when she came here, she didn't think, wow, I just came to a country with better redistribution of wealth. <laughs> you know, that's not what she thought. Uh, she thought, well, this is the land of opportunity. And it's amazing that people most opposed to socialism are the people that have actually lived under it. God, and exactly uh, the right. fact that we're even having this debate of socialism versus a free market enterprise and free market capitalism, I think just shows, one, it shows a failure in the education system, but it also shows how far we have to go as, as public officials to to educate uh, not, not just voters, but quite frankly, the next generation of Virginians and Americans. Talking and with that's J- part of my job, too, in this campaign. We're talking with Jason Yarez, who is the uh, Republican candidate for attorney general here in Virginia. Jason, when I think we were together last time I asked you this question. I'm going to ask it again for our audience. Is someone's driving in their car, they're listening to this show, they're saying attorney general. What? Why should I care about the attorney general as mm. a Republican or Democrat? Well, it is this intersection of the criminal and the civil. Uh, on the criminal side, you're considered Virginia's top cop. That's generally what the media and a lot of other attorney generals refer to them. You're the chief law enforcement officer for the Commonwealth of Virginia. Uh, so I think it's important for individuals to have an attorney general that actually stand with law enforcement instead of standing against them. And then you're also uh, the Virginia's uh, top attorney uh, on the civil side. So you also have the ability of really pushing back on uh, burdensome regulations that uh, too often are strangling the life out of our small business owners and, quite frankly, some of these executive orders that the governor has issued that I think violate people's religious liberties. Right, so you're in that intersection. But if you followed anything that's been going on in Richmond, you really do have a, a criminal first, victim last mindset no right now right now in Richmond. And that's been beyond frustrating. And, and you know, when I was a prosecutor in the basement of the, of the courthouse in Virginia Beach, is the victim witness office. And that's where I would meet with the victims of crime uh, for the first time. And and I know that I've said this before, and I know other prosecutors have said a variation of this countless times, where you're dealing with a victim who is terrified of having to go uh, and testify. And prosecutors in Virginia used to be able to say, listen, I know being in the same courtroom as the person that has brought you uh, such unbelievable pain is terrifying. And I know having to relive the worst moment of your life is just going to be anguish, pure anguish for you. And I know on top of that, then having to suffer the humiliation of a cross-examination with defense attorneys is going to require a strength that I can't even get my arms around. But if you do this, I can promise you two things. One, I'll be by your side the whole time. Two, if we get a conviction, this person is not going to be able to harm you or another innocent Virginian uh, for a very long time again, if ever. Well, we know in today's new, quote, progressive Virginia, you no longer can say that. Prosecutors can't say that. Uh, with a straight face anymore uh, to their victims. And and that's part of their healing process. We are literally taking away part of the healing process because we're seeing a parole board in Virginia that is completely out of control, that is letting out murderers and rapists and cop killers back on the streets, not only as a violation of their own policies, but we know from the whistleblower that has come forward that the governor and the attorney general are doing this in violation of the law. The law says you have to get input from the victims. They're not they're not attempting to notify the victims. And so it's a travesty. you have people like Vincent. Yeah, it's travesty. You get people like Vincent Martin, who is a cop killer. He gets out 
and uh, the family of Michael Connors, who was a 23-year-old police officer murdered by uh, Vincent Martin, was never even notified. And those type of, uh, those type of cases are just tragic because, in my opinion, they're they're what I call fireable offenses. Yeah, it's a fireable offense if you let out a cop killer or a rapist and a murderer back on the street without the victims noticing, notifying in Virginia as Virginia's top lawyer. It's, I find it unconscionable what we're doing. Especially when we've uh, we've abandoned the death penalty. So now the worst thing you can do is put someone in prison for life. And now that is not a you know, option. I mean, you see, can send them there for yeah. life, but then they're not going to be there for life. It's ridiculous. And that's why the attorney yeah. general matters. And that's why I'm glad you're running. You know, I listened to the attorney general debate and the Democrats, and they sounded like legislators about the bills they want, the push they did. This is not about legislation. If you want to be a legislator, you can run for the House of Delegates, you can run for a state Senate seat, or the governor. But the attorney general is a different seat. Yeah, exactly. And they're having a full-on woke-off over there in the attorney general's race right now. <laughs> woke-off. It's, it's trying to see who's more woke and who's more far-left and who's more progressive. And Mark Herring just tweeted a week or so ago that he had turned the attorney general's office into – quote, a progressive powerhouse. Well, that's not the role of the, the attorney general's that's office. Exactly the right. role is essentially you're the top law enforcement officer of the state, and you take an oath of allegiance. You take an oath of allegiance to the U.S. Constitution, the Virginia Constitution, and the fall of the Code of Virginia. It's not to become a super legislature. It's not to supersede your judgment over the elected bodies uh, in, in the General Assembly and, and, and the governor. So you're exactly right. They've, they've literally taken the attitude that the attorney general it's supposed to have a role that it's not. Now, if the attorney general, sorry, if the governor of the General Assembly or this president passes legislation or regulations that come forth that are violating the law, violating the U.S. Constitution, the Virginia Constitution, then, you know, my oath is to those documents that, that I hopefully would be able to take an oath of allegiance to when I, I'm sworn in. It's not to a political party. It's not to a governor. It's not to any political figure. It's to the people of Virginia. And uh, the fact that they would suddenly decide that they're going to uh, become what essentially what they've argued and which Mark Herring already is, is he's Virginia's Eric Holder. He has turned this office no into a far less uh, progressive activist office on pretty much every far left issue that you can imagine. He's turned the attorney general's office into something that was never intended, the opposite of what uh, I think smart, open, transparent, accountable government uh, should be. And uh, I think we desperately need a check and balance in Richmond, and that's what I hope to bring as, as hopefully Virginia's next attorney general. Let me get your take real quickly on uh, just a minute or so we have left is the COVID restrictions drive everyone crazy. It's almost like we have no one in government who's looking out for the freedom and liberties of the people. We have a government that is enforcing things on people that were never by the legislation, and that was Herring bragged about COVID restrictions. Can you speak to that real quick? How could you encourage the people? Yeah, the they, they – that, well, well, uh, Mark Herring has become Ralph Northam's uh, kind of poodle. And uh, the governor issued these executive orders that said your massage parlors and your ABC stores uh, could remain open, but places of worship couldn't. So, so what they were basically saying is, listen, you could go to a grocery store and get a loaf of bread, but you were not allowed to go to your church and get your daily bread of life. And that's a clear violation of the First Amendment and the Virginia Statute of Religious Freedom. Uh, the problem you have an attorney general, that rather than suing the governor and challenging him on these, some of these executive orders, uh, he just stood back and applauded. And that's the opposite role. I thought he was violating uh, his, his oath of allegiance to follow the U.S. Constitution, the Virginia Constitution. So I think that's important. But you, to your point, that's part of the reason why I'm running, is so many people feel like nobody has their back anymore. If you, if you have your religious liberty being violated, if you're a, 
a, a lonely cop on the beat having to put on a bulletproof vest every day just to go to work. Um, if you're a small business owner struggling to survive and you're the first one to show up in the morning and the last to leave, you don't feel like anybody has their back. Yeah. Well, I want them to feel like somebody has their back. You know, you don't feel like pop culture or the media or government. I want you to feel like the attorney general has your back and is going to be a voice for um, the voiceless. And that's going to be one of my roles, I think, in, in protecting their constitutional liberties and, and being a kind of the watchdog for, for Virginia as attorney general. And that's a role I, I hopefully will be able to take on. Good. Well, look, um, we got your support. I mean, we, we appreciate you and what you're, uh, what you're fighting for, and uh, good luck in the general. We're pulling for you. Thank you, sir. Yep. Look forward to it. People can go to my website, jason4ag.com, for more information. Appreciate you coming on or allowing me to come on and speak to you for a few moments. Well, absolutely. Good job. Thanks, Jace. Good, good to have you. Take Thank care, you, buddy. Sir. Okay. You All right. That's the, uh, the attorney general, uh, Republican attorney general running for office, Jason Miarez. Coming up, you want to hear the other side? All right, we got clips of the attorney general debate. It's hilarious, and it's quite frightening, quite honestly. LeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. Every Mojo Five O show is available on demand at Mojo50.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use, this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Richmond's example of radio as the Founding Fathers intended. The Lee Brothers. Well, I was refreshing. Jason Miyares. Glenn Yunkin. Got to get Winsome Sears we're going to try to get next week. Spectacular. That's why we play this music when we do, because it should be cranked up and listened to. All right, so check us out, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com, and um, you can find three great videos there for your listening pleasure whenever you'd like, theleebrothers.com. All right, so um, Jason did a great job. He's encouraging. I hope that you enjoyed both those interviews. And by the way, there's hope for Virginia. And if Virginia can pull through and elect this ticket, by the way, it's the, the Democrats ought to vote for him. We've got a, we got a Cuban-American. We've got a black female, which, by the way, trumps everything. I mean, if you're a Democrat and you vote only on these issues, you got to vote for Winsome Sears. I mean, how could you not? All you talk about is black females. And then we got a Cuban-American. And then we got Glenn Youngkin, who has never been in politics his entire life. I mean, it's a great ticket. I mean, if you're a, a Democrat, you got to vote just on demographics because that's all that matters is skin color and gender and immigration status. 
That's it. That's all you care about. You heard um, Jason Miarez talk about him upholding the Constitution and upholding uh, the liberties that it provides for you, even in the middle of a COVID crisis. You know, when you have a pandemic, it doesn't mean the Constitution shredded. And then all the people who are elected are in power over you because there is a pandemic. Except Mark Herring was asked that exact question. How do you match your restrictions on COVID with the Virginia Constitution? Even in a pandemic, the Constitution cannot be put away and forgotten. Do you agree? As to the question about the pandemic, you know, yes. It, I have worked hard to make sure that Virginia's COVID safety measures are upheld in court. There were dozens of court cases brought. So he fought in court for the COVID measures. He didn't go to fight against them. He, he went there to make sure they were upheld. This is the opposite of a Jason Miarez. Isn't that interesting? And by the way, he doesn't ask, answer the question. He just goes, yeah, well, there's this thing constitution. But I went to court and I fought for those regulations. That's the exact opposite of what people want to hear. Isn't it? Or maybe you want to hear that government can keep you from going to church while everything else is open. Is that what you want? And we won them all. Oh, my God, you won them all. Oh, not even a single one was allowed to escape. So you had an attorney general not arguing for you, not arguing for freedom, arguing for the government's regulations in a question that was asked about the constitutionality of it. Don't you think the Constitution... Listen to the opening question again. Even in a pandemic, the Constitution cannot be put away and forgotten. Do you agree? No, you don't agree. He apparently doesn't, even though he says yes. But he... As to the question about the pandemic, you know, yes, it... I have worked hard to make sure that Virginia's COVID safety measures are upheld in court. There were dozens of court cases brought... And we won them all. It's unbelievable. And that has made Virginians safer. And it is oh. because of the work that I've done to make sure that they were done oh, oh. in a constitution. You can't be safe on your own. You see, because of me, the attorney general, I made sure every one of those strict regulations on COVID were enforced. And I kept you safe. And we're supposed to applaud that? We're supposed to be happy? Oh, I see. I should applaud you kings and queens in Richmond who know better than me whether I can go sit at a bar and have a drink. Because if I wasn't stopped by you, I'd be licking doorknobs. I'd be at bars all over the place. And so would everyone else. And thank God you were there. This is exactly why elections matter. We shouldn't have politicians fighting for government. We need politicians fighting for us, for the Constitution. For freedom and liberty. That's Jason Miarez. That's not Mark Herring. And that's not the other guy, Jones, who's running for attorney general either. Do you see clearly now? Do you see what's happening? The COVID regulations enforced by Northam, not the General Assembly, never passed a, a law, never passed a bill. Northam stepped in and said, We got to protect you from you. And the attorney general agreed and argued in court. Because people sued. People came and said, I can't, I can't have this. This is ridiculous. You can't shut down my business. And he, Attorney General Herring went on to say, oh, yes, we can. You just wait and watch. We're going to do it. And he won every case, he said. Every single one of them.
You think he's for you? No. He's for unions. He's for government. It's not for you. Here they are arguing about the right to work laws in Virginia, which allow for you to go to work without being forced to join a union. They want to get rid of that. The attorney generals don't like it. Here's their answer. Now, you and your opponent both oppose the right to work law, but it is state law. So is it not the attorney general's obligation then to defend it? Oh, no. See, now that's a great question. They never answer that. Listen to their answers. I believe that all workers have the right to organize and bargain collectively. Oh, so I, I, I don't care what the law is. Here's what I believe. I believe they have a right to collectively bargain. In other words, I believe they all should be unions. That's not the question, Mark Herring. There was never the question, but you missed it again. You are in favor of the unions, not the normal worker, not people in Virginia. Right-to-work laws in Virginia have made it better, and you want to make it worse. And I believe that those who benefit from collective bargaining should pay their fair share. And I will continue to fight to make sure that workers are protected, and that's what I have done. That's why I created the Worker Protection Unit. Delegate Jones. Well, like I said, my grandmother was a member of the teachers union in Norfolk. and those. All back- right, so she's in, he's for it, too. Unbelievable. Don't you think the right to work laws in Virginia should be defended? Nope, I don't. And I'm not going to. Because of my personal beliefs. Not because the Constitution doesn't allow it. Because it's my personal beliefs. That's the difference between a Republican and a Democrat attorney general. And it's critical. We hope you see it. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. Happily promoting the four F's freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo 5 Hi there. I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found my pills to go. That's my pills, the number two, go.com. Now it's so easy with my pills to go.com. My daughter takes three pills per day and she uses it too. Check it out today at my pills to go.com. That's my pills, the number two, go.com. My pills, the number two, go.com. A dose guardian company. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. The Lee Brothers. Intelligent, informed conversation with an occasional mispronounced word. And that is a uh, that is a wrap. I wish it was a wrap with Richard Lee here. Tell us what kind of wrap it is. That is a wrap of the program. And uh, we usually end the way Doc Thompson and every one of his shows in honor of Mojo Five O is what did we learn today? What we learned today is interesting, didn't we? We learned the Attorney General lace matters. We learned that Republican Jason Miarez should be the next Attorney General of Virginia. We learned that Glenn Youngkin should be the next Governor of Virginia because of his excellent, excellent laying out of conservative principles. Those things make you a more prosperous state and a more prosperous country. People are watching. The country is watching Virginia. You want Youngkin to be the next Governor and set the course for history, an American history. 
We also learned today that it is uh, wrong to give interviews to people of your skin color only. We also learned today that high schools who want, I guess, a safe place to talk shouldn't have whites only, blacks only at Thomas Dell High School in Richmond. That's preposterous. We learned that when the mask goes away, the left is going to freak out. Won't this be fun to watch? It'll be fun to watch them panicky over, I want to see a vaccination card as they freak out. Learned many things this week. We learned one, we should continue to pray for not only our country, but for Richard's health and his uh, his quick return to the program. All right, find us more at mojo50.com, mojo50.com, new radio home of the Lee Brothers. Broadcasting Saturdays 11 to 1, all at mojo50.com. And theleebrothers.com, where they have videos of the day, an Army recruitment video compared to the Russian recruitment video. This is about as disgusting as it possibly can be. Check it out. Also, America's Promise by Jason Whitlock. This is outstanding. Share it with your kids. It's unbelievable. Theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. And a great mask argument when children are the adults. All at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com, where you could watch live and archive. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.